night on the ride the night was getting older big hearted sweet talking with her head all up on my shoulder so slide on over with that mississippi smile and show me something i ain't seen in a while and i, I pull off the drive shut off the lights tell me one more Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nowhearthis.biz. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now You Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Southern California, my guest is a country artist, a singer-songwriter who is releasing his debut EP. We're going to talk to him about a crowdfunding campaign that was done around that. Plus, we'll find out about his education as well as all the support that he has already been getting despite being an artist who's just releasing his debut EP. You've been hearing a song of his entitled Give You the World. It's my pleasure to welcome to the show Chase Miller. Hi there. Thanks for having me on board. Uh, you know, I appreciate the opportunity and I'm looking forward to, you know, answering any questions. <laughs> hey, thanks for making the time to do this today, Chase. Much appreciated. Not a problem. So before we dive into all things Chase Miller music, tell the listeners, if you would please, all about the song that was just playing, Give You the World. Yeah. So Give You the World is kind of just like a classic um, love song, you know, and, um, it's one of those things where you know, people have girlfriends, fiancés, wives um, for a guy. I mean, a lot of people cherish their relationships, and I just felt like I needed to write something that was um, personable, you know, something that came straight from the heart. And, um, you know, a lot of relationships have goals and, um, you know, certain things they're trying to meet in the relationship. And that's what the whole song's about. It's about having goals and kind of accomplishing them and being able to give back to one another. And is it a foregone conclusion that Give You the World will be on your EP? That is correct, yes. Okay, so so fill the listeners in on all the details of the new EP. How many songs, when will it be out, where will it be available for purchase, who did you work with on it, those types of things? Yeah, not a problem. So, I mean, the EP itself has three songs on it, kind of a short sampler. I was going to do, I was going to put four on the EP, but I ended up putting three. Um, and my biggest goal with that was kind of just to put three songs out and have all three of them be really different from one another. Um, they're all kind of different styles, not completely, but there's definitely different vibes. Um, I've heard a lot of artists who, um, you know, stick with one sound and I didn't really want to do that. I kind of wanted to put a EP out that had a couple of different types of country music out there. And, um, so each song is kind of different. You know, the first track is give you the world. And um, like I said, it's kind of a love song. There's another song called Drunk Lovin', um, which is a total just kind of party-ish song, party-drinking song. And then the last one is Bag It and Tag It, um, which is a hunting reference, but it's about a girl. So um, it's kind of interesting. And I just kind of wanted to do something a little different, not that everybody else is doing. Um, it'll be released on the 23rd of October. You can find it on iTunes. Um and there will be a pre-release starting on the 16th, which is a week before. So people will have an opportunity to pre-order that via iTunes and be the first to access it. And obviously it was recorded there in California? Yes, it was recorded in California. Actually, it was self-produced. Um, and um, it was kind of cool because I actually wrote all the songs 100% um, from the bass guitars, the real guitars to the vocals, everything. So something a little different. I've heard of a couple artists doing it and they get a lot of credit for doing it. I just wanted to try it out and kind of do something um, that I haven't done before. I've had other people produce albums in the past of various genres and I just decided to do it this time, do it myself. And um, that was about it, you know, and it turned out great. So I'm really looking forward to it. Outstanding. Well, I mentioned 
in the intro that you did a crowdfunding campaign for this EP. We have listeners to this show who are up and coming artists, singers, songwriters. Tell them why you chose GoFundMe and how you liked it, how your whole experience was. Yeah, the experience was great, actually. Um, I chose GoFundMe simply because I've had personal friends who had success with it. Um, and that was really the main reason, uh, just because they had a great experience with it and everything. You know, in fact, anything I hear of that is uh, word of mouth, you know, I take to heart and I take into consideration. So I said, hey, what the heck? Let's try it. I've never tried something like this before. Had a great response. And um, it was. It was very interesting. My, you know, my input on it is to try and people think that if they just start a campaign, usually that, you know, people will just show up and, you know, throw money at you. And really like, it's a, uh, a lot more than that. It's, you know, you have to have a really, a big mission statement behind what you're doing. And a big thing is to market it. I mean, um, partnering with companies, artists, um, anybody who's in your field or in your industry is a really big deal. If you can get people to help spread the word for you um, before you even release the campaign. So they're all prepared. That is kind of the best way to do it. It's kind of just getting, you know, the correct PR and marketing behind your campaign or prepared for your campaign before it releases. Well, and this is usually where I'll throw out the disclaimer to the listeners that listeners, if you are a regular listener of now hear this entertainment first and foremost, thank you. But You've heard me talk then on a number of episodes about crowdfunding and the fact that I don't endorse any one particular website for it, just simply that you should do your research. There is also kind of a warning out there, I guess, for for lack of a better word, uh, and you can go back and listen to the entire story firsthand, but I, w- I will give you the convent- condensed version. However, it's important that you do realize, because I will confess that I did not know that this happens out there, but on episode 62 of the show, Elena was the guest, and she talked about actually having two fraudulent donors during a crowdfunding campaign that she did. So that's why, listeners, that if you're considering a crowdfunding campaign, you do your research and make an informed decision and don't just go with the one that you think is the most popular and realize that unfortunately there's some less than honest people out there. Chase, would you use GoFundMe again then if, if you were going to do another crowdfunding campaign? I, I would indeed. Um, I, I'm not going to lie. I almost used um, the other company, Indie, Indiegogo, I think is what it's called, or Indie it's another crowdfunding site and I almost use them because I saw a lot of artists using them and I've had friends who use that as well. So I would, I would definitely recommend GoFundMe. Um, but I might, if I ever do this again, as far as uh, crowdfunding, I might try the other website simply because, um, I haven't tried it and just to see if there's any type of different response. Um, there's always, there's different forms of, um, each, each website has a different kind of target and, you know, Kickstarter is another huge one everybody knows about, and that's kind of used for, you know, more companies who are coming up with gadgets and ideas, and it's really successful in that aspect. But um, I would definitely recommend GoFundMe um, for music. I'm, I'm surprised that I don't, I don't think I've ever asked this question before of a guest that did use a crowdfunding website. Did you find, Chase, that maybe there was one social media that really seemed to get the best response in terms of, as, as we've talked about in the show before, when someone's doing a crowdfunding campaign, you really have to go into full bore self-promotion mode. And, and obviously the it's, it's, you know, somebody might say, well, he's got almost 10,000 Twitter followers. He's going to get a better response on there uh, because it's, a, a, you know, such a big number compared to Facebook. But uh, did you find that, that maybe you got the most mileage out of Twitter or was it no Bruce actually it was word of mouth or, or or was it kind of just equal across the board it was a combination um it's hard to point out a specific uh social network simply because when you like when you start having people like promote for you you never know how they're going to do it whether it be word of mouth or an email uh, campaign or Twitter or Facebook or whatever it is and um you know um my my larger fan followings are on Twitter and Instagram um, the problem is with Instagram, and this is, I, I feel like, a really key point of information for everybody listening, is um, Instagram doesn't, you know, there's only one spot you can click on a link, and that's on your bio on Instagram. So even if you have, you know, twenty or 30,000 followers on Instagram, the chances that somebody's going to go click on the link in your bio, um, you know, it's kind of hard to get them there. So Twitter, actually, personally, was my 
my kind of go-to. Twitter was something that um, I had the best response off of, for sure. So uh, I would say Twitter as my answer, final answer. But um, yeah, so, uh, yeah. Un- un- unless you're unless you're Jason Aldean or or uh, you know some some global star that can put links in his Instagram post and people will somehow go to it anyways. <laughs> I, I yeah. do I do have to agree with you that. There's probably not a ton of people that, and that's why I would encourage people, you know, have a have a short URL that's really memorable, um, or yeah. or that's really short, meaning that it's easy to remember. I mean, nhte.net is the website for this show, and nhte.net you can't get much shorter than that. It's only four characters, um, but you know, exactly. heed heed Chase's advice, listeners, because if if you're relying solely on people who are going to see a a link in an Instagram post. Um, you're, you're probably putting all your eggs in the wrong basket. Um, yeah. so Chase still talking about the, the new EP, what kind of plans might be in the works as far as getting out and playing once the EP comes out? Are you going to do, uh, an EP release party? Or are you going to do a number of live shows to promote it? What, what can your fans expect that way? Yeah, we, um, we're, we're actually, you know, I talked to my band and they're awesome and, um, we kind of have to be on the same page and we're all, we're all, um, a lot of my bandmates have played in other bands and they're coming off playing tours or other bands right now. And I'm just finishing up this EP and the, um, you know, the marketing and PR behind it is, is just, it's really tiresome and time consuming, but it's great for what we're about to do here and make a huge push. And, um, we're, we're aiming to start playing shows like seriously in like mid December. Um, I do have, some potential shows coming up possibly in Anaheim in California um, in mid-November for an all-timers walk that um, I'll be supporting. Um, but I haven't confirmed if whether or not I'm going to, if we're going to do that yet. So December and January are going to be the big kind of like showcase shows for this EP. I know most people, you know, they start playing shows as soon as their EP hits, but um, we're going to do things a little differently. And we've had a, quite a few people hitting us up across the nation, actually, um, wanting us to come play at certain, you know, um, festivals or, um, you know, different type of events. And it's great. Um, we just kind of have to pick and choose now. We've had um, an overwhelming response to what we're doing. And as you would imagine, you know, um, I'm still scheduling interviews and radio play and um, all types of stuff. And the more that this this is all happening with um, the pre-release of my EP, um, the more buzz is catching on and we're just getting more and more um, attention, which is great. Um, but now it's just giving me an opportunity to kind of go through and figure out what exactly we're going to do and where we're going to be playing. I don't, like I said, I don't have anything specific lined up, but I do have um, quite a few opportunities and we are going to be taking advantage of those starting in December, January. Well, and as I always say, that's all the more reason for people to keep up with you online to find out when those details are announced. Uh, and, and I want to go back a little bit to, to something that you mentioned in there, which was radio. I want the listeners to know that you are getting airplay on countless FM stations around the U.S., yes? Yes, that is correct. Yeah, I have a, I have a handful right now, but I have other ones scheduled um, that are not yet aired, but they are scheduled to air. You also mentioned your band, so I, I do want to give you the opportunity because there's people, thankfully, I'm, I'm appreciative of all of them, who are listening to the show just because they listen to Now Hear This Entertainment, so they're being introduced to Chase Miller for the first time, and as a result, I want to give you an opportunity to tell them uh, who else is in your band, not only their names, but the other instruments that are in your band. Yeah, definitely. Um, the main songwriter um, in the band right now, we're working on a lot of new material as well. Um, obviously, I'm just putting out an EP that was self-produced. Um, but the rest of the songs will be playing in our set. Um, my right-hand man in my band is David Sudok. Um, he's the lead guitar player. And um, it's pretty much a formation of a rock band. I mean, there's drums, guitars, bass, and we're discussing adding a fiddle player now. Um, but that is not uh, confirmed yet. <laughs> um, but he's, he's a great guitar player. He helps me songwrite all my songs. And up until this point, I've had... Um, actually multiple friends who I've played with over the years filling in during practices for drums and bass. We haven't solidified um, the official band yet because like I said, a lot of my friends are actually touring with other bands who are either signed or some of them not signed, but they have big things going for them and they're either coming off of the tour. So I kind of take who I can get when they're in town 
And uh, it's not a problem. I haven't found an issue with it. But um, come probably the next two or three weeks, we're going to have to make a decision on who's in and who's out and who's, you know, going to be playing. But right now it's myself um, and my good friend, David Dudok. And that's, that's our confirmed band. And then I have multiple other musicians out there who are, um, like I said, kind of on the fence and who we're going to bring in and who we're not going to bring in. So it's mm-hmm. really like studio musicians right now is what I'm using. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And on that note, uh, studio musicians, you said it's self-produced. So in terms of the actual recording though, was it, was it self-recorded also, or, or did you have someone that recorded it for you? And, the, and there, there's a reason that I'm asking this question. The point I want to make to, to listeners is that because Chase is getting FM radio airplay, obviously you can do this uh, on a scale that's not a $100,000 recording project and still get radio airplay. But but go ahead, Chase. Talk about, about the actual uh, recording and production. And when yeah. I say production, I mean engineering of, of the project. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I went through and I, I personally recorded all the guitars, all the bass guitars, um, acoustic, electric, uh, vocals. And then um, luckily I've been fortunate enough to learn and through schooling and knowledge and everything um, over the years, been able to learn how to program drums. So I was actually able to program a lot of the drums from live samples that are used within like recording programs. And um, they turned out very realistic and very cool. And even a lot of the artists nowadays in country music aren't using real drums all the time. So I wasn't too concerned, even if they did weren't going to turn out too real sounding and more synthetic sounding, but um, they turned out really great. And I was really happy with the result. And to be honest with you, um, I used very minimal gear and um, I've accumulated a lot of gear over the years. And I just kind of, I had a lot of gear to choose from, but I did use very little gear. I used, you know, three guitars total on all three tracks and, you know, one vocal mic and, um, you know, recording software and my hardware um, connected to my, my recording rig. But, other than that, um, it is completely doable. So I got to say, you know, um, and especially this day and age, there's so many different softwares out there and so many different, um, instruments and so many pieces of just really good hardware out there for recording. It's, you know, you can do it yourself if, you know, you take the time to learn what you're doing correctly. You know, a lot of people have bad techniques or jump into it too quickly. And, you know, that probably won't get radio airplay, but, you know, if you take the time and study what you're doing, you know, it is completely, you know, it's, it's, it's totally possible. And what is your recording software of choice? Um, I used to use Pro Tools exclusively um, until I found out about Logic, which is like Apple's version of Pro Tools. Right. Um, and I started using Logic simply because their drum programming software was so much easier to use mm. and so much quicker to use. So I switched over to that for this recording. This is actually the first thing I've ever produced on Logic. Um, so it was different. It was a little bit of a learning curve for me as far as the software is concerned. Um, so it was um, it was different and it was cool. And I'm really happy I did it uh, because it expanded my horizons and a lot more than just playing and recording I mean, my my brain, you know, got to kind of get wrapped around a whole software. <laughs> Very good. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Southern California is country artist, singer-songwriter Chase Miller. A revamped www.chasemillertime.com is about to be unveiled. Plus, you can find him on social media. Be sure to check out Chase on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. He also has a mailing list that you can sign up for. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz. That's spelled H-E-A-R, as in you hear with your ear. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nowhearthis.biz and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free and it makes it so easy to get the show every week. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you. And please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. And the big news of late, been mentioning this over the past several weeks, there is now an Instagram account just for this show. Please follow on Instagram at nowhearthisentertainment. There are pictures of guests being posted on there and pictures from 
in-person NHTE interviews that get done right here in Crystal Blue Sound Studios. And certainly just a big, big thanks to all those who are not first-time listeners. I'm really grateful for all of you who continue to listen to the show. It's amazing to see where in the world, literally, some of you are listening from approximately 90 countries now. Chase, I've been saying that you're a singer-songwriter, but you do play guitar as well. You've even posted a couple times on social media about Breed Love. Is is that your guitar of choice or no? And, and if not, what they, is? They are my guitar of choice at the moment, for sure. Um, they actually just offered me an endorsement deal, and I'm in the process of getting another guitar from them. And I'm really looking forward to playing their stuff um, and kind of just promoting them. They're promoting me. Uh, it's one of those things that I'm really careful about who I partner with because um, I cherish those relationships and it makes a huge, huge, huge difference in your um, network, you know, depending on who you partner with. And um, they're a great company and I've played multiple of their guitars over the years and I'm very, very happy with them. I just can't wait till my guitar comes in the mail, probably in the next week or so, actually. So so this is not a, a radical change for you. It's not a case of, well, they're they're willing to they're willing to do a deal with me, so I have to get used to their guitars. You've you've played them enough before that you're more than happy to to play exclusively Breed Love. Yes. Yes, that is totally correct. I've I've had other um, endorsement offers, but like I said, like you can't take everyone that comes by. A lot of artists jump on every offer that comes by, and um, you really have to be able to stand behind a product. You know, if you're going to promote it, that's how I feel about um, things. And endorsements work both ways. And a lot of musicians don't understand that, I feel like. And it can hurt the company. It can hurt your career. And I feel like if you're really, truly behind the company and what they're doing, it's really important. So, yeah, I'm completely 100% behind it. Well said. And, and I was going to ask you on, on, on probably a related note uh, when I intended to ask you about Breedlove. You do have some companies, not just Breedlove, that are already standing behind your career, yes? Yes, that is correct. I have multiple. Yes, yes. Um, I have, if you, if you don't want me saying so, um, I have, you know, an ampl- amplification um, endorsement, Jet City Amplification, uh, and then I have Breedlove Guitars, as we discussed, uh, Fred Kelly Picks, um, which also endorses, like, Zach Brown, I think a few other people, maybe Chris Young, um, and... I also have a, a big one that I just recently signed with that I haven't even released yet to the social, my social media crowd or an email list or anything. Is um, I just signed with Cold Cock Whiskey, which is a Southern California whiskey brand, um, and they are making a huge, huge impact um, on the music industry and the rock world. But they uh, have informed me that they're going to be going into the country music scene, and I'm trying to help out with that as much as possible. So. I'm really, really, really excited about that new um, opportunity, and you'll be hearing a lot more about that via my website and uh, social media. Okay, but set the record straight, though, because there's listeners who are going to hear that and think, wow, that's cool. They're probably giving him free whiskey, and I, and I know that's not what the, what the essence of the deal is, uh, and, no. and, and I don't want you to get into dollars and cents, um, but, but just kind of explain to the listeners, like I say, especially for those that are up and comers that hear about endorsements and right away they want to start jumping on websites and emailing all these companies. As far yeah. as, as far as, like you said, it, it is a two-way street. It's not just what can you give to me because you do have to be able to be a benefit to them. So just comment on that a little bit if you would. Yeah, definitely. Um, one of the biggest things that I've seen in the music industry over the years is people taking advantage of companies. All they want is free product. Um, kind of like what you just said, you know, um, they're they're not flowing the endless amounts of whiskey, and that's not the point. Um, the point is, you know, being behind a brand who can back you and can help you grow, and likewise for them. You know, if you are playing gigs and playing shows and they come out and sponsor your events or possibly sponsor your tour at some point in your career, um, that is what you're in endorsements for. I mean, you're in to make both parties kind of benefit. Um, I have a clothing endorsement um, from True Honor uh, Apparel, and they do an amazing, amazing, amazing job um, at promoting all of their athletes, all of their musicians. And it's, it's like a whole different level. And they're a prime example of uh, representing all their artists. Cold Cock Whiskey does it all the time. Uh, if you check them out, they're, they're constantly promoting their artists. And when these artists try to take advantage of brands, either they're going to kick you off and you're going to kind of burn your bridge, um, not just with the company, but in the industry. I mean, a lot of people in the music industry know one another and, it can make a huge difference. All of a sudden you approach a company and you get signed and all of a sudden you jump companies, you know, two months later, 
um, because somebody else wants to give you a free guitar or a free whatever. And it just makes you look bad, to be honest. And people find out in this industry really, really, really quick. So, Yeah, and the thing is that it's it's a relationship that you're entering into. It's not a, let's sign the deal, you give me some some money or some product, and I give you X in return, and then we go on our way. It's something that, as you said, they're making an investment that they do want to continue down the road and say, okay, now there's going to be a tour, and this is what we're going to do at the tour, and now there's going to be a social media campaign. This is something that they're entering into that that can that can continue on for a period of time, not not just like I say, something that's done on the spot. That is totally correct. And another thing I want to mention real really quick is um, you know, a lot of people are like they contact companies for endorsements and then the company is like, Hey, you know what, like we can give you fifty percent off product or something and people are like, Oh no, I want to try to get a company to give me free stuff and it's like it's not about that. It's about partnering with a company, like I said, who is going to benefit your career because just because they're not giving you free stuff now, or they're, they're still promoting you and you never know what it's going to lead to in the future. Maybe after you're signed for a year or two, maybe they'll start giving you cool stuff. Who knows? That's exactly. not the point. Though. The point exactly. is for them to act to. So finding, finding a company that matches is the biggest thing. So, yeah, very well said. And, and listeners take that to heart because I agree with you, Chase wholeheartedly too many people, just think that it sounds like a big deal to get sponsors. And so they just want everything for free or they want money. And that's, you know, that's a, that's a way to get a no answer very quickly. If if you're going to go in with that attitude of what can you do for me? Yeah. Money comes in different forms, I guess. I mean, or payment comes in different forms. So just how you take it. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus, and this might sound self-serving, but include podcasts as places you target for getting interviewed. Podcasts are most definitely here to stay and the industry is booming. You know how I talk on this show a lot about you never know who might be at your show? Well, so many people are listening to podcasts nowadays that you never know who might be listening to an interview of yours, music industry person, fan, or otherwise. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. Are you digging the Bruce's Bonus segment each week? Listeners, are the tips helping you out, musicians and entertainers who are listening? There's one on every episode. We've even got an ebook for sale at nowhearthis.biz containing the bonus from each of the first 40 episodes. So go there and check that out. I know, Chase, that you also have management that gives you valuable assistance too. Since I myself am an artist manager, you do the plug in, in your own words for the value that you have found in having someone help you out instead of tackling it all by yourself. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's, it's, incredibly helpful. I can't even tell you. Um, there are obviously, as everybody knows, I think who's even a beginner musician or trying to become something, even a manager or just in the music business. Like there are a lot of people out there who aren't good people. Um, so, you know, you have to take your battles and, you know, really sit down and analyze who you're going to be working with to make sure they have a good rap sheet. Um, I find that, you know, personal, uh, references are the best way to go, but, it has been an incredible help to have like a PR team and a management behind what I'm doing because, you know, you're only one person or you're only one band. And, you know, a lot of times the band or the person who's doing the music is focused on, you have to be focused on that. You have to be focused on your career, simply being a musician, being an artist, making your fans happy. But, you know, all the other stuff that comes along with it, it's like running a business. I mean, you have to treat it like a business because that's the only way that it's going to work. And, become a true career. Um, so, I mean, having people help me with social media, helping me with marketing, partnering with companies, not even endorsements, just partnering, partnering with companies for, you know, something, um, like a, like a release or a press release or something. It's, it's a huge, huge deal. And there's no way in the world that I could do it by myself, um, with all the people that they contact on my behalf. And it's, I'm incredibly thankful for that. So I would definitely recommend it. That's for sure. Um, but be ready to invest in your career and be ready to invest in yourself. You know, you have to remain optimistic because if you don't, um, you know, who's, who's going to believe in you, you know, if you don't believe in you. So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
I mentioned before about the the portion of the audience that are only listening because they like listening to the show every week, regardless of who the guest is. And trust me, I, I can't say enough how grateful I am for those people that that do continue to come back. But in this case, they are just being introduced to Chase Miller for the first time. And, and listeners, th- those of you that I'm referring to right now, and really everybody that I'm listening that I'm referring to right now, everyone that I'm talking to right now, you can hear that Chase obviously is is very educated um, and, and isn't just kind of jumping into music and giving it a try and, you know, doing it as a hobby kind of thing. But but Chase, in, in your words, tell, tell the listeners about your education, because you do have a very impressive resume in that regard. Yeah, um, you know, I, I took a lot of time. And like I said, I, you know, I've, I've played in bands and groups and solo acts like over the course of the last 10 years. And, um, you know, it was kind of just more for fun and a hobby. And, um, over the course of time, you know, all of my friends were trying to be busy being rock stars and that's great. And, um, my biggest thing was trying to figure out how I can get my music placed in TV shows and film. That was like my thing ever since I was, I don't know, 14 or 15 years old. I used to be that guy who was like, Oh, I want to hear my song in a TV show. So hmm. I started looking into it and I ended up going to school and, um, have a sort of, couple certifications in the music and uh, re- relating to music um, one in like recording uh, recording software and another one in uh, management and business and then I went on to get my bachelor's degree in music business and um, I couldn't be more happy with it it's it's really taught me so much I mean through books and knowledge and personal professor um, you know experiences where you know I've gotten to have chats with all types of songwriters and award-winning people um, face to face. And I can't tell you how valuable that is. And it's really taught me a lot on how to market myself, how to go about my career. So when I finally decided to kind of hone my sights in on country music, it was kind of a no brainer to me. I had a whole plan mapped out. I just didn't know when or how I was going to use it. Well, and as we've said before on this show and a few episodes with similar type guests, obviously having something like a bachelor's degree in music business I don't want to overstate it, but certainly gives you a leg up on the competition, so to speak. I'm putting competition in air quotes, just because if there is something that someone's going to look at in terms of comparing two people that seem equal and they say, well, wow, this guy actually knows the music business. And you probably have more of a confidence about you, Chase, because you're not going into this entirely naive and just being, I'm just a guitar player. That is, that is correct. Um, you know, I don't try to come off cocky, but I do try to come off confident, um, simply because of, um, you know, a lot of the things I've reviewed, especially contracts. I can't tell you a lot of contracts that came through and I'm the first person to look at them before I even send send them to my management because most of them, most of, um, the things that come in, I could point out red flags. Um, (laughs) the contract might come to my management, but they'll send it to me and I'll get back to them before they can even read it, you know, sometimes. So it's, it's one of those things. Well, you sound like you're a, a proud alum of a school that has not yet been named. So I would like to give you that opportunity because I, I think I'd be surprised if you passed at that chance. What, what with everything that you described that you did get from your education. So please uh, tell the listeners where, where you got this education from. Yeah, um, the first couple of years where I got my music certifications, I got them from a local community college, Cypress College, but I was very, very, very fortunate to have professors who were teaching at state and university levels, but also teaching at a community college, and specifically at a professor, Joe Gallo, who was a songwriter for like Gladys Knight and a couple other really, really big like wow. um, R- R&B type artists, and he actually lives right down the street from me still, and I still hang out with him. Uh, <laughs> That guy, I can't tell you, was responsible for a lot of how my brain works now. Um, and that was, you know, just in a community college class, and I got really lucky and uh, was able to learn from him and ask what I wanted and kind of go from there. And then I moved on. Um, I took a brief break and went to EMT school, but decided not to pursue that after I got my certification. Um, and I had about a year left and I decided to finish it up online at a school called full sale university out in Florida. Yep. Um, and they do a lot of entertainment, a lot of business, uh, a lot of music, a lot of film. So I did a lot of research on them and I can't tell you how happy I was with it. Um, a lot of people have a hard time going through like an online course. Um, but I needed to finish it up. I had a little bit of time left and I had, like I said, the majority of my classes done already. Um, 
So I just kind of went there to solidify it, got my music business degree, and I couldn't be more happier with, uh, couldn't be more happy with uh, turnout with um, what I've learned and how I've used it in real life. You know, um, a lot of people think when you go to school, you don't use a lot of the stuff, but when you go into something this specific in the music industry or in the entertainment industry, it could, it can make or break you if you pay attention or not. So, um, very fast paced and, you know, tough to keep up sometimes, but I would recommend it to anybody. Well, in full disclosure, uh, I was just over at Full Sail a couple of weeks ago. It's a 90 minute drive for me here in central Florida. And I had no idea whatsoever that, that Chase uh, got his degree from their listeners. And hopefully those of you that have listened to multiple episodes, numerous episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment, you know by this time that I'm a pretty straight shooter and I'm always very honest. So uh, it does not say it in Chase's bio. It doesn't say that that uh, Full Sail is where he got his degree from. It just says bachelor's degree in music business. So listeners, you and I heard it for the first time ourselves. Uh, but uh, it's nice to hear at the same time that a place that I was just visiting a couple weeks ago, um, is uh, having a a incidental appearance here on the podcast, and uh, and, uh-huh. and I'm glad that you were able to to shed some light on all that, Chase. You're right because you know a lot of people kind of think you know, well, when will I use this again? And you're here to say I'm using it right now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I mean, I, I majored in something very specific, and I knew I was going to utilize it. So um, it was very helpful to me. You know. I'm going to do something very dangerous, which is assume. So, so please correct me if I'm wrong. But it sounds like I think you said his name was uh, was it Joe Gallo? Is that what you said? That is correct. Uh, is is yeah. he is he kind of your your mentor? Maybe. Um, in a way, yeah. I mean, I don't hang out with him as much as I should. I see him around town sometimes, but um, he was definitely the inspiration behind what I'm doing in the music industry. You know, he was the guy who kind of pushed me to my limit in community college before I went to full sail, um, who kind of made me realize that, you know, I could do something with this and actually make this career and make all the dreams that I had since I was, you know, a kid, um, come true. And he was the one who just kind of made that a reality for me. And now I'm pursuing it, you know, outstanding. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Southern California is country artist, singer-songwriter Chase Miller. A revamped www.chasemillertime.com is being unveiled. Plus, you can also find him on social media. Be sure to check out Chase on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. He also has a mailing list that you can sign up for. And obviously, as you've heard so far during this show... You'll want to keep up with him online to get news about the EP, to get news about live dates, his sponsorships, all the other developments that are coming out of Chase Miller Music. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz. That's spelled H-E-A-R, as in you hear with your ear. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nowhearthis.biz and subscribe to this podcast. And please tell others about it, too. Subscribing is free, and it makes it so easy to get the show every week. If you are a new listener to the show, thank you. And please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. And as I mentioned before, the big news, there is now an Instagram account just for this show. Please follow on Instagram. It's at now hear this entertainment. There are pictures of guests being posted on there and pictures from the NHTE interviews that get done when the guest is here in Crystal Blue Sound Studios. And certainly just a continued thanks to all those who are not first-time listeners. I'm really grateful for all of you who continue to listen to the show and just love seeing all the time where in the world some of you are listening from. Chase, we talked before about your being a guitar player, but what about your being a songwriter too? Tell the audience about what approach you take to songwriting. Yeah. Um, you know, songwriting, if somebody had to ask me what I was doing, you know, with my career, I would tell them I was a songwriter first because, um, it's one thing to be a musician or an artist. Um, but I really have a deep passion, um, in songwriting and the approach that I kind of take on it is most of the time I will come up with a scenario and I'll play it back in my head and, the majority of the time I come up with a chorus first and I think of 
how would I film this in a music video or how would I film this in real life or how would this scenario, um, you know, go about in real life. And that's kind of how I go about writing my songs. I try to relate to things that are happening or I've seen happen or, um, know that are super relatable to people. And I go through and I'll, I'll even spend, you know, you know, 20, 30 minutes on Google, like figuring out something, um, about a scenario if I don't know what's going on with it. Um, so it's, it's something that I'm very passionate about and I can spend hours and hours and hours on end doing um, mm. just for fun. Um, I, uh, I've actually started my career getting multiple music, music publishing deals with publishing companies. Um, and the job of a music publishing company, they sign certain songs if they like your songs and then they pitch them to other artists or they pitch them to TV and film on your behalf. Um, so, you know, that is being a songwriter um, for somebody. And that's kind of what I pride myself on doing, but, you know, doing, being able to play or, uh, communicate with fans is just a huge perk in my opinion, you know? Well, I have to admit that I'm also curious to know what made you want to pursue country music in California? Yeah. Um, it was something that I hadn't seen done. Um, and well, I mean, there are some country artists, big country artists that have even came out of California, but it's one of those things where there wasn't a lot of people doing it. And I've seen, I've been going to these country shows and country festivals for years now. And I, it, they're just growing and growing and growing. It was like a viral effect. And there's all these people and I would go to these country clubs and there'd be like a live band, you know, once a week or, you know, once every two weeks. And I'm like, wow, these bands are really killer, but, um, you know, obviously not booking a lot of them. You know, I would talk to the promoters and they're like, yeah, you know, like, we have a great turnout every time we have them, but we don't have a lot of country bands here, you know, like, or there might be a lot of country bands in California or a decent amount, but they don't all live in like one area. So if you have, you know, Southern California as your area, that is a very, very large, you know, um, target market, I guess, so to speak. Um, so it was just something that I hadn't seen done and really taken over. So I wanted to do something different. Um, I know a lot of country artists from California, well, get up and going and then move to Nashville, um, which is great. You know, um, you know, the whole theory on that is, you know, rock and roll stars come from, or rock stars come from LA and, um, country stars come from Nashville. And I wouldn't agree more with that, but I don't think it's, um, impossible to make what you're doing possible here in California because there's such a huge market that I feel personally like it's being missed out on. Um, you know, I've done a lot of research on marketing and advertising and, there's just so many people who aren't getting, um, you know, that show at a club on a Friday night here in California compared to other parts of like the Midwest and, um, you know, other States. So it's something that I just want to take advantage of before somebody else jumped on it, you know? <laughs> well, just a clarification though, uh, when you were getting these publishing deals, were they with Nashville based publishing companies and you stayed there in California and did it from there or, or what was the, what was the geographic involvement? Yeah. So I definitely have, um, worked very hard to get my in, my in with Nashville simply because I am a country artist. Um, not downplaying the fact that country music originates and comes from that area of the U S and that's great. Um, and I've utilized my connections well enough to get in with Nashville. And the, my first publishing deal was actually with a company in Memphis and Nashville. They had two locations. Um, so I got in with them and that's kind of how it started. And then I started getting other deals uh, from other companies, um, one in LA, another one in Washington or Oregon. Um, so it, it is national, um, but I do get to do it from where I am. Um, so it's one of those things that, it's really convenient for me because I can record my own stuff um, and I can give it, give it to them fully mastered and ready to go. So it, it doesn't take a lot of traveling for me. Um, sometimes, you know, I, I plan trips to do songwriting trips with somebody I've met on social media or a publishing company tells me about that. I think we would click and um, I'll go about doing that. Or if they're in town or if they're touring and they're in town, maybe I'll meet up with them one day and have a writing session. So it's something that I could do primarily from California. Uh, a question for you that I should have asked when we were talking about your education, because this goes back actually to your high school days. It, it is said that, that you found country music while you were still in high school. Um, Charlie Daniels, Kenny Chesney, Toby Keith, 
uh, artists of, of that nature. Although I know that on your Facebook, you list a whole bunch of influences, Florida Georgia Line, Lee Bryce, Keith Urban, Jason Aldean, and, and a couple others. Uh, so uh, is is this list, though, those there, as, as well as the, the Charlie Daniels and the Kenny Chesneys and the Toby Keiths of the world, are, are they the reason that you do what you do, or is that maybe too strong of a statement? No, um, they definitely inspired me, that is for sure. I don't know if, um, you know, I feel like that I owed things to myself and um, a certain aspect as far as what I wanted to accomplish with, you know, my life and my career in country music, but they have definitely, definitely inspired what I do. Um, Florida Georgia Line is actually, you know, one of my biggest inspirations simply because they are so well-rounded as far as a business concept. Uh, They actually just opened their own publishing company. They released their first album without a record label, I believe. Um, And it was just, a massive, massive business move and they've blown up um, so quickly. And it's one of those things that I just, I have so much respect for what they did. Like a lot of people love them. A lot of people don't like them just like any other artists. And it's not even about that. Like I have a whole different respect on a whole different level for somebody who can do that. One other, uh, I'm going to say personal note only because I was referring to when you were a high school student, but uh, listeners, you might be interested to know that Chase is also an accomplished bodyboarder and photographer. So I guess you've got your poker in a number of different fires, Chase, yes? Yes, I do, for sure. I actually shoot water photography on a professional level. Water photography, uh, meaning underwater or just anything with the water or what? Yeah, it's uh, it's mostly mostly oceanic scenes. Um like it said, uh, you know, like, like, you know, I've, I'm an established bodyboarder. I grew up bodyboarding, um, similar to the surf industry. And I was able to kind of get my name out there in Southern California, do some contests, win a couple things. And I kind of turned away from that eventually as I got older and I turned in, I tuned my, tuned into, um, water photography, shooting water photos, uh, with GoPro and my DSLR cameras and, um, shooting pretty much wave shots, getting inside the wave, getting inside the tube or the barrel, so to speak, wow. and shooting photo- photography. So it's a different form of photography that I really, really enjoy. And I have a deep passion for that as well, simply because a lot of people in the world, not just the U.S., but the world can experience what it's like to be inside um, in, in the ocean, let alone inside of a barrel um, or a tube. <laughs> So it's kind of one of those cool things I get to share with people. And I can't tell you how many kind words I get from that as well. And it's so amazing just to like inspire people and um, kind of get their feedback on everything. Outstanding. Well, we're going to close today with a song of yours called Drunk Lovin'. But before we let you go, Chase, tell the listeners all about this song, if you would, please. Yeah, this is the song that um, is is going to be the one we push the most. It seems to be the most popular as far as what we've showed, you know, kind of our quote-unquote focus group before releasing um and it's a simple like party song go out to a bar with your buddies and just have a good time and kind of do what you do on a friday night and it's it's really as simple as that it's a bar song it's a bar fun song meeting a girl and uh hanging out and having a good time so that's all all i really got to say about it Uh, (laughs) pretty simple pretty simple and straightforward so very good. Well, Chase, thanks so much for making the time to do this today and all the best with, with the EP and, and with all things Chase Miller Music. No, I greatly, greatly appreciate you having me on board. And, um, you know, I look forward to working with you guys again. And I really appreciate everybody listening. And, um, yeah, hope to see you guys. I hope, hope to see everybody who's listening to this one day and get to meet you personally. So. Awesome. That will do it for this week's edition of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer-songwriter Chase Miller. Keep your eyes out for the revamped www.chasemillertime.com. In the meantime, remember that he is active on social media too. Like his Facebook page and follow him on Twitter and Instagram and sign up for his mailing list too. Keep your eyes out for news and information on the EP release, where and when you can see Chase perform live and his sponsors and everything else having to do with Chase Miller Music, as I call it. Don't forget to visit www.nowhearthis.biz and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio too. 
maybe even a five-star rating. That would really help a lot. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and they call sharing repost episodes there. And you can also follow on SoundCloud. Let's get your feedback on the show too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel on nowhearthis.biz. Plus, there's a link there to this show on Instagram. Or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nowhearthis.biz. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online on their website at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in crystal blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Chase Miller. This is the one he just talked about. It's called Drunk Lovin'.